Never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kepler run less than 12 parsecs. Actually, my first episode of the main channel, um, Kessel Run Weekly. So, Joe, welcome back. Hi. Uh, everybody that listened to my, I think it's episode two and three that we did uh, for Clone Wars of season seven, Joe was there amongst a few other nerds, uh, Connor and Rebecca and myself. <laughs> humbled, humbled to be around fellow nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we are... Taking over Kessel Run Weekly today to talk about the Skywalker Legacy documentary. Um, lots of other podcasts have already done it, so I figured, why not? Let's jump on in. I hadn't seen it yet, so I definitely wanted to talk about it, um, and I wanted to sob and watch it, so we have now done that. Joe has endured watching a documentary with me. And I, too, sobbed. <laughs> and he, too, sobbed. <laughs> Internally. 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 made me feel bad, because I was like, I'm sorry, I can't internalize the tears. <laughs> But it's fine. It's fun. At least you put your disclaimer out before we started I, watching. I did. I warned him. I <laughs> warned him great. ahead of time. No, it was great. It was really great. Um, so before we get into it, Joe, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to talk about all our details because as we talk through up through the documentary, I know we're going like, to yeah. tangent about the movie itself. Mm -hmm. um, but what are your overall thoughts and a rating one out of ten that you would give for Rise of Skywalker? So I'll start with the rating. I give Rise of Skywalker a seven out of ten. Okay. And um, I mean it's better than um, like that's not even my lowest one. I think I consider Attack of the Clones yeah. like to be my lowest as far as the the main main movies go mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um but yeah i i like um like the the uh, the rise of skywalker was good in terms of uh bringing it did bring some key elements you know f full circle or mm -hmm. at least you know brought them around uh at least for a uh for a finishing lap yeah but yeah. um but overall i i thought the i thought the writing could have been a little better but that's just yeah. that's just my two cents yeah um the uh but but the way that it came together you know what can you do what can you do yeah. I, I still yeah. liked it though yeah know? i was gonna like, say you had like a... like i don't i don't hate it like i do most other things <laughs> just kidding yeah. Jeez. yeah yeah really um okay and then i'm pretty sure our listeners already know how i feel i mean i did the immediate reaction after i saw the movie with my mom mm -hmm. um and then i've talked to danny and kristen about it on other episodes and basically all our other members of castle run weekly team mm -hmm. as well um but if you guys don't know how i feel about it or if you're new here uh the rise of skywalker at this point stands as my second favorite star wars movie mm -hmm. um i <laughs> I definitely have my qualms with it. And while we were watching the documentary, not that the documentary brought things to light that I didn't like. It was that I haven't really watched it in like a week since I bought it. So mm -hmm. no, everything kind of sits really well with me for a long time. And then I think about things that might bother me. Um, but I have an overall positive outlook on Star Wars. And overall with this movie, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Because my things that I have with it are not that bad. You yeah. know, like they're things that I got over very quickly. Mm -hmm. They're things that it's my thought process behind star wars stories is that 
it could have gone this way, but it went this way, and it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can think of all the alternatives that I want, but it doesn't make it a bad movie. Right. And I think that's where people lose their sight with this, is they go, well, it should have been this way, I mean, look and at that would have made it good, but it's like, it's still a good movie, it's just not your movie. Yeah, you know? right, right. I mean, look at Last Jedi. Every, right. Everybody got up in arms oh about God. that. Like, it's not, hashtag not my Luke Skywalker, blah, blah, oh, blah. <laughs> yeah, that... That was, a, that was a fun trip to see. And also, like, now people aren't saying that, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's it's very, like, what's your... Wow. Mm-hmm. That's my text interrupt. Up. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Jeez, aren't you? That happened during the documentary, and I was like, excuse me? Like, whoa, whoa, What did whoa. you just call me? Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> like, R2, why are, you, why are you saying that? Yeah, don't chill. be rude. Um, <laughs> but anyways, hey, you know what? What better interruption, though? Am yeah, I right? honestly. Mine is BB-8. <laughs> I would turn him on if anybody was actually texting me right now, but I have no friends. They're all right here in the living room. Um, oh wow! <laughs> Here we are. Joe, Joe, Sydney, and Miranda are all at this house, and that's it. Those are my friends. And then Rebecca, who's doesn't really answer my texts. I'm calling her out right now. Yikes! <laughs> no, every time she texts me back, she goes, "Why am I so bad at answering you?" Because it'll be like hours later or days later, and I'm like, "I don't know, man. You hate me. You, you told hate me. me. <laughs> it's like you told me. That's it. Calling you now. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, we'll just kind of go, originally I thought like, oh, we could talk about each character, blah, 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 but then that would require me to reorganize notes, and I don't feel like doing that. So, <laughs> so we're, we're going gonna, right off the bat from yeah, when we watched. Yeah, chronological error of the documentary. Yeah. Chronological error? <laughs> Why did I say that? Era. Era. Chronological order. Order. Order of the documentary. Bless you. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so, we immediately start, and this is just, some of these moments that I'm going to mention are like nonchalant happened to be a frame that I liked or whatever. Mm. The first frame, um, or not the first frame, but the first Star Wars set frame is Jabba's barge in Mexico, mm. which I didn't know they even filmed in Mexico, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I immediately, I think that's, I immediately started feeling emotion already well up in me, and I was like, all right, here we go. And you could in. even see all the old Star Wars fans, too, and how they were, they knew what was going on, and yeah. they knew what they were getting themselves into when mm-hmm. they were sitting on the other side of that fence watching them do their thing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It, it brought tears. It also looked like straight out of Area 51 with how they were behind the fence interviewing for something that was really Pretty funny. much. But hey. That was amazing. Such is the way with uh, Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I mean, think about it. What if Star Wars got introduced into the world? I think Air, that's where Area 51 would have been oh, made. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Without <laughs> a doubt. Star Wars, it would have been something else. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, a fossil. <laughs> a fossil. <laughs> Um, okay, and then with that emotional framework, we also see, or hear, uh, George Lucas say, um, I always wanted Star Wars or thought of Star Wars to be a space fantasy designed Mm -hmm. to be a modern fairy tale, and that really resonated with you, and I want you to tell me why. Yeah, I really liked how he said that, because I'm a huge fan of, uh, fantasy and the, the concept of the hero's story as it was shown in the original Star Wars movie with... Mm -hmm. You know, you have a, a hero who's challenged to, you know, look at the world differently and to embrace a much larger universe and to ultimately make decisions that will Im- impact the people around him and the the situation of his surrounding galaxy and er- just everything. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh God, Star Wars. I, I could I could go on all day about why I love it. Yeah. But um, what what was the uh, the original um, the original question or the original uh, subject that we were just talking about with uh, 
Like, what were we just on? We were still Java's on... Barge. Okay, okay, yeah, Java's Barge on the... Mm-hmm. In Mexico. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool seeing that. And then, uh... And then, um... This overall, um... I think Star Wars just... It captures... Uh, like, how, how he said it in the documentary. He says, um... Like, like modern, yeah, modern fairy tale, mm-hmm. exactly like that, a modern fairy tale, and <clears throat> I admire that a lot about the about the the effort. Yeah, and I think that because I think for my my personal, I don't want to say issue with it is that like I'm trying to become a writer, and I don't want to say become a writer in such a broad term, but um, <laughs> a lot of it is studying people that have inspired me or studying concepts and theories and all of these things of writing, you know, especially because I'm starting with writing a Star Wars story. And yeah, like, for sure. Because what else do I know as well as I know Star Wars? Um, so it's such a good place to start. And so making sure that I'm in the right headspace for it. Mm-hmm. So understanding what a fairy tale is and then transitioning it into what modern would be. Mm-hmm. And then also combining the fact that it would need to be modern Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it, it's not just, it's not prequel Star Wars, but that was modern for its time. It's not, it is sequel Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what I'm writing isn't a sequel. So like, it's just... There's so many things that come into it, and he summarized it in such a simple sentence, and I love that. In, like, two words. In, yeah. In a way that, like, it took me, like, what, a minute and a half to even uh, summarize what I was trying to say about right. how he felt about Star Wars, or how, like, Star Wars is, and that's literally it. Like, yeah. I I wish that there were more words, but that's, you know, it's as easy as that. It is a yeah. modern fairy tale. It really is. And I think that he would be happy to hear us say that. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I know he would. If you if if you're listening, sir, I love you. <laughs> okay, that must so be, that must be so cool. I know. Um, so we move on to another one of those random things that I just really enjoyed is watching John Boyega on set. Mm-hmm. That was really deep before, and now we're just getting into like this was really fun. He is always dancing. Oh, look at the hermit crab. Well, <laughs> ADD right now. Um, Same. Yeah. Um. Watching John Boyega on set, he is dancing, he's laughing, he's always pulling, like, jokes, but not, like, pranks. He's just, like, he's, being funny. Yeah, no, he's he's bringing light to, or bringing entertainment to the, yeah. to the um, you know, the situation. Yeah, and you it's know? so nice to Cause see. Because the filmmaking process can be very stressful, but, yeah. you know, um, having that energy helps. With... And you know not every set is like that, and so to watch this set <laughs> no. of such an important film and, like, series and characters be able to just be hanging out and chilling mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. amazing um and then <laughs> immediately like we transition from like this fun vibe to a clip of poe finn and chewy and whatever else is going on i don't even remember the moment but they're acting and there's no sound behind mm-hmm. it yeah and i always forget like how important sound effects and the music are in the moments. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because I'm in those moments, you know, and I love the music and it touches me then, but then I, I don't ever think about what goes on when they don't have John Williams and an or- orchestra on set. It's mm-hmm. just them yelling into the camera. Right. And like so I need, I, We need you to picture this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Please God. get emotional without this emotional music. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, it would make yeah. it work, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the fun stuff? Um, just with as far as uh, John Boyega's yeah. you know contribution, yeah, yeah I, I thought that was fun, but um, it um, not like I wouldn't say any 
nothing crazy. No, no, no pretentious thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no bloated thoughts from here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, and then this. But it was. But I, I thought it was. You know, every film set needs somebody like that. But... Yeah, and some don't have that, and that sucks. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. all I gotta say about that. Those poor productions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, don't know how they ever get anything done. Was no fun. Uh, um, which speaking of fun, I really <laughs> Billy D. Billy D. Williams. For those of you listening, mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't know who Billy D. is, um, <laughs> but he he always has a smile. And there's this YouTube video of them identifying each other by different like frames, mm-hmm. and the frame that they show of him is his smile. And they all were like, "That's Lando's smile. That's Billy D.'s smile." And it's so, what's the right word? Infectious. Is mm-hmm. that what I'm thinking of? Contagious. Yeah. Infectious. Negative words for such a happy thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says that, like, in in this, he says, I'm quite pleased about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which just, for me... I mean, the guy was, the guy was Jay Chillin, waiting, yeah. waiting for people to bring the script to him. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just so, like, he, happy he's so He's so Lando Calrissian. <laughs> he really is, and I just, oh, man, every time I see him, I just feel so happy mm-hmm. for him and then he also mentioned a very important part of star wars so like um it's good and evil and what prevails mm-hmm. and what doesn't prevail right so when you think my question following that is like when you think about star wars mm-hmm. what do you think prevails and then when you think about good and evil mm-hmm. do you think that it's ever black and white in Star Wars and in general, um, I know that was a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a big question, mm-hmm. but and, and you know, not that I'm not ready to try and answer it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but um, I really, um, all right, hold on. So, being that it was a big question, like the first part of that was yes. what, what? What do you think prevails in Star Wars, good or evil? Um, good, definitely. I mean, that's the message that Star Wars is trying to get across: is that good mm-hmm. always triumphs over evil, mm-hmm. or like it. It, um, in the end, it does. Like, mm-hmm. evil, there are definitely going to be times where evil will look like it's got the best of us. And, you know, like, the like that's always going to be what wins. The negativity is going to always be what wins. But, mm-hmm. it's, but yeah, no, that's oh, the, man. but the overall sto- <laughs> message of Star Wars is that good does triumph over evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, then, then, well, and then you said um, the, about what was the second part of the question? Like good and evil. How how Star Wars portrays it? Do you feel like it's a good representation of that? Do you feel like it could be going a different way? I think Star Wars hit, black and white. I think Star Wars hits it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, like as far as the three trilogies going, mm-hmm. um, they they hit the nail on the head with um, with like the way that. Um, that corporate like with a lot of, like there's a lot of different things that the movies tackle right. like the prequels like try like try to have politics and I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool mm-hmm. and then um, the um, like and then the little bit in the Last Jedi where um, it's like the, oh, the good guys you know like the like they get they still get their weapons from some warlord and it's still business you know like it, mm-hmm. that just it's a it's a it's kind of a, a evil daily reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. it really is. And like that was my that's why I wanted to ask about like black and white too is because it it seems like from a broad like. perspective that yes. um, <laughs> that good and evil 
good and evil are there. Like, you see the dark side, you see the light side, you see the Empire, you see the Republic. Mm. Uh, I, like, hesitated. Like, the Resistive Republic. Yeah. Resistive Republic. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like, it's not black and white, because mm-hmm. there are people that, uh, die, whatever, what's the word I'm thinking of? They leave. They <laughs> I was gonna say it starts sounds, with a D. I don't know. I was they gonna, when they leave, or they <laughs> when they when they leave, leave what? Because if, if you're talking about leaving life, that's dying. No, <laughs> that starts with a D. <laughs> you're not wrong. Anyway, oh my god, no. When they leave the resistance, or they leave the first order, or empire, or whatever. So they have mm. those. Um, you know, it's, so it's not necessarily black and white. Um, and it's a good thing, which is a big, it's a big thing to see that we see in the cartoons, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to see more of that struggle, or even in uh, Battlefront 2, um, versus in the movies, we saw Finn, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the first time we really got to see any of that. We yeah. didn't see it in the prequels, we didn't see it in the originals. Yeah, like, I remember seeing um, the, the Force Awakens for my first time, and I thought it was cool. Like, that, uh, going back to the whole, like, black and white thing like that's when that was like his turning moment when he started realizing like oh my god like like there is like that's when like the epiphany kicked in for him like right. oh my god like there is evil and there is good yeah, and i'm yeah. fighting for the evil and it's like why am i here why am i doing that yeah and seeing him pick the resistance side because he was like i don't know if they're any better like whatever yep. they're the fight they're also fighting you know like mm-hmm. i just want to be free of this right and then he's like no nah, no nah, they're fighting for good reasons yeah no and, fin- and that's one of the interesting things too about Force Awakens and Last Jedi is that Finn just wants to run, but then, like, more toward the end of Last Jedi and going into Rise of Skywalker, he's more of a fighter. Yeah. So, it's good to see. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I like Finn, overall. He's yeah, a great character. Yeah, he really is. And speaking of him, and in general, um, we also, they also talk about how the new generation basically had to carry this. Mm-hmm. So my question for you, which, like, they did and they didn't. The new generation did need to carry it because it was going to become their movie, you know? Yeah. Um, while the OG generation was there to satisfy a story, but also satisfy a fan base and also satisfy Star Wars, mm-hmm. which as Star Wars fans, we all kind of know what that means. Absolutely. Um, but my question for you is going to be like, what do you think the sequel trilogy would have been like if we didn't have the OGs? Ooh. If, what, the sequel trilogy would have been like if we did not have the original trilogy yeah or like not even the original tri- like yeah like our like han luke and leia them mm. as the original trilogy if we didn't have them not literally i mean not that they pass away but like if we if they were like we're not putting them in the movies mm-hmm. then that what happens then you're you're du- you're stuck dealing with a lot of weight you yeah know? and it's almost it's like their their presence there. their presence is an absolute necessity good lord <laughs> Like, they definitely heard that. Sorry, but, guys. I don't know if I'll be able to edit it out. I'm going to try. That's, that's okay, but hey, such is the ways of ghettohood. Yeah, really. <laughs> just, just yeah. Kidding. Fake nice. Right? Fake nice. Oh, man. Yeah, but no, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, it would have been nearly impossible. I think that they, they definitely would have been could, able to do something. They would have been able to do something, but not... Not what they did. N- not enough. Yeah. Right. Like It would have been good for new audiences. It would not have been good for original and continuing audiences you yeah because then everybody would be like where's luke like why isn't he involved <laughs> yeah or, or like what is this really about do i really care to see what this is about you know right when we all wanted to see their end of their story right because like i i mean i feel like 
I care about Ray and Kylo enough, but mm-hmm. would I care if he was not Ben Solo? Or would I care if he was Ben Solo, but I didn't get to see Han and Leia's reaction to him? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what if everything was the same, but they weren't in, I don't know. We I just wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had the emotional depth with these movies. Yeah. And they, then, you know, they, they rely on the original trilogy. So it would have been um, a shell. Yeah, that's a good a hollow. It would have been a hollow shell. Yeah, really. Um, another, like, very, (laughs) a very, like, uh, picturesque moment for me was watching, this is where they kind of got into the heart-wrenching parts of talking about Leia, Mm -hmm. um, and Carrie Fisher, and the part where she, that was so emotional, yeah, where she turns around and she says, Ray, and then you, they see Ray next, or Daisy next to the camera Mm -hmm. so that she can look at her and it's looking into the camera, and I know while that's, like, an effect that they need like Daisy was smiling the whole time and she was just like this is important like I need I'm here for this moment yeah. instead of just like it's her looking at the camera and acting it's also her acting with Daisy Ridley mm. and I think just that moment for me was really nice yeah um we also see interviews old interviews and old footage of oh all my gosh, of the original that, cast that was that was so cool it's to so watch nice. and I, I get such a kick out of watching that so, stuff the part that I hadn't seen I think um, I wrote it down for later but uh, with what's this who plays Tarkin Peter oh um Cushing's a thi- I, I think uh, I think so do a quick <clears throat> a quick Google Google run um like I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> yeah you need to do better Joe. I know I need to have these guys memorized um but yeah, the part where he like stumbles over his words, I had never seen that clip before, and just mm-hmm. to like watch their interactions on set together was fun. Oh, like watching those outtakes too. That's yeah. one of my favorite They're things so about fun. the filmmaking And Harrison process. Ford being silly with the guy, uh, the camera guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't you don't get that vibe from them anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, I never really got that vibe from Harrison in general when he was young or his current age. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not something you see from him. Yeah. Um. But within all those clips, we see Carrie talking about how she's envious of Leia. Um, it's Peter Cushing. Yes! <laughs> Not Cushing's. Cushing's is a horse disease. Fun fact. Uh, okay. That's why I know that. For, for those of you that were <laughs> wondering, in, in the least bit curious. <laughs> that's why I put the yes on his name, because I'm a horse person. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like her admitting... I don't want to use the word admitting, but, like, saying that she was envious of Leia mm-hmm. was uh, interesting because I, from my outside perspective, obviously, and as a fan, always felt like she was Leia. Mm-hmm. And, like, she knew that. She said, like, oh, I'm going to be this character when I'm 85. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How, how relevant. Yeah. But, and uh, it's just but also, like. But, yeah, just, oh, God, so sad. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting that she thinks that she needs not that she needed to be envious, but that she was envious of Leia. When if to everybody else she was her, mm-hmm. not just like oh I'm that character and I'm that person that plays her and I'm a celebrity. In the essence of like who Leia was as a person, she was like a rough and tough, stand up for myself, do what I want, do what I need to get done, independent type of person. Yeah, and like the fact that Carrie didn't see herself like that for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I think she finally started to after she like wrote her books and stuff. That's but. one of the beauties too of like these characters is how they walk us through the thing or the things that we walk through Mm -hmm. you know like the different paths that we take and how how they're they're kind of holding our hands along the way yeah yeah they really are without even actually doing it yeah (laughs) honestly just metaphorically 
Yeah, Padme was that for me. Because when I was a kid, that was, I mean, I saw the prequels first. She was a female in power, and I was just like, yeah! I want to be like that, <laughs> you know? And then also Darth Maul, I don't really, I was a gymnast, so maybe that was it. <laughs> I was like, I want to flip like that. I don't really know why he was my favorite, but he was. I told you uh, he's, after he's my favorite. I told you after Star Wars Episode One came out that I was uh, Jar Jar Binks for that. <gasps> yeah. Uh, for that Halloween. Yeah, oh my gosh! So, <laughs> that, well, so obviously my favorite character from Episode One was Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Signed Miranda. I was gonna say. <laughs> Go go subscribe to the Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord um, pages on Facebook oh and stuff. Oh my god! Oh my god! I didn't even know they had that. that I'm sure that's funny. a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's it's all gotta there, be. There's conspiracies everywhere. Yeah. Um. Oh my god! A bee? It's a wasp. <laughs> they come out. They come out of the nest and try to sting you, but then you can catch them. Oh, uh, little bastards! <laughs> what a little bitch! Um. Okay. So. Excuse me. No, you're all good. I'm just going to edit that whole sequence out. But No biggie. Um, okay, so my next, my follow-up favorite part uh, was watching lightsaber duels. Obviously, lightsaber mm-hmm. training behind the scenes. But oh my gosh, I, and I get such a kick out of that too. <laughs> with the way that they do the sword choreography oh and God. the fights, it's... Like, that's, it just, it all adds to the beauty of fantasy. Well, and they used to be, like, fencing swords with lightsaber hilts, but now they're literal, like, lightsabers with blades. Right. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to say literal. Oh, how, how, no, how, but how the times <laughs> have changed. Like, when when the movies were first starting, like, oh, we're just going to have these, uh, like, we're, we got these these that. steel poles, and we'll edit them in post-production. Yeah. And, you know, make them glow blue or red. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like, no, we're actually going to make them glow blue or red. Yeah, and, yeah, and you just know, emphasize that, it. And that's one of the things that um, the sequel trilogy for me will will triumph over with at least uh, the original and the prequels is yeah. that they, they nailed that. Because color is important in film. And, oh my god, yeah. You know, being able to show that the light from the lightsabers is you know good for detail amazing mm-hmm. yeah it's insane um speaking of lightsaber practice we also get to see adam driver practicing uh mm-hmm. for his battle scenes and it's incredible <laughs> um not only does he like look like he's got such a handle on the physicality of it mm-hmm. he also is like always in character <laughs> yeah even when they're not recording mm-hmm. and it's like part part of me i'm sure you have to be you know yeah to, for sure channel what needs to be portrayed when you are on camera yeah but like at the same time you think about like oh choreography like you're just running through the routine make sure you have the movements get the muscle memory but like no like they're they're doing it the whole time and Mm. he's amazing yeah uncanny okay i don't yeah adam driver did a great job in the movies Mm -hmm. definitely one of the he's he's one of the one of the shoulders that Mm -hmm. this trilogy was carried on oh for sure for sure Without a doubt. Mm. So I have a serious question for you. Uh-oh. We all know how I deal with serious questions, guys. <laughs> um, I have to take it one step at a time. Yeah, we will. We will. So for this part, this is another George Lucas thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about good and evil and individuals. People, Us as people have both compassion and greed. Mm-hmm. And you have to find balance in that. Yep. 
How do you feel? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very broad, basic question. That's I a, just want your thoughts on like his concept of compassion versus greed and us as humanity. And that's just, you know, that, that's a question that we like should be asking ourselves is like having that um, that balance of, you know, the greed and the passionate and not letting one take more hold over the other, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sound like I'm a philosopher or yeah. something. You are Yoda. <laughs> Current. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophizing, are we? Uh, oh my god. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's staying right in the episode. <laughs> Not getting rid of that forever. Mm-hmm. But I um. But all right, go going back to the question though. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was like ha- like with the checking and. Um, what what else did he say during that that bit? I don't even remember. He was, he was basically uh, like specifying that compassion and greed are characteristics that we all have. Yes. And if you like, like we all greed we all have a dark side. Dark side. We, yeah. We all have a dark side, and that's ultimately what he's saying. In that is that, um, you know, keeping ourselves in check with light and darkness. Yeah, and, and I, that's and that all goes back to how how relevant you know that is to like our you know, our lives to reality. Yeah. 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 And I, oh, that's my favorite part of Star Wars too, is how it's always relevant to something mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. And I think for me, when I think about this documentary and specifically that it's showcasing a lot of Rise of Skywalker, not just the Skywalker le- legacy, Yeah. Um, is that it makes so much more sense. Not only are, do you also have, um, compassion and greed in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy Mm -hmm. um but in the prequel trilogies you get compassion and greed from one character from anakin Mm -hmm. in the originals you have vader and luke and then you have like lots of other things going on (laughs) and then in this one you have ray and kylo and they encompass it so well because Mm -hmm. he doesn't know that he's greedy until he feels like he's lost everything and then he's like well now i'm gonna fight for myself and then that's where his greed kicks right in he wants the force he wants to rule Mm -hmm. he wants to make somebody love him or he wants the moment the moment he takes and that's one of the things i enjoyed the most about the the last jedi in that moment when he when he really got the upper hand over snoke it's like did he actually get the up but like you got you got the upper hand over the physical dark side entity Mm -hmm. but did you actually get over the um the metaphysical yeah yes yeah no, exactly i mean yeah, i was gonna that. say if i'm making if i'm if i'm making any sense if i'm you not are. making any sense then please check me i will me. tell you, I will tell you. <laughs> please. no you are um yeah and i think that with ray like her entire thing from start to finish was based on compassion mm-hmm. and because i mean the moment we see her um well not really the moment we see her but the moment that we see her <laughs> Show compassion is her fixing BB-8's antenna. Mm -hmm. And she's like, he's a droid. Mm -hmm. He doesn't matter. It's fine. Like, that's their kind of nonchalant attitude in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Is like, droids matter, but, like, not so much. You know? Like, it's it's very much a mixture of that. And she doesn't feel that way at all. And then she fixes Dio. Mm -hmm. And it's just continuous. And, like, her compassion for the Resistance, even though she, like, didn't really know they existed until later on. Mm -hmm. Um her compassion for good people, her compassion for Leia. Yeah. And so she feels so much for Leia and for her cause that she goes and tries to recruit somebody that she doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, and he's yelling at her and she's still like, I know that you are running from something because I've also been there. Mm-hmm. She has compassion for how he's feeling. But also she's like, 
get off your butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm with that. I really, I love how exemplified it is in Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can admire that. Right? See? <laughs> See? I'm slowly transitioning him to like an 8 out of 10. I know, right? Skywalker. I'm uh, it's it's, it. it's going to be a tough battle. We're, we're currently at a 7.1. <laughs> we're almost there. Um, nine more to go. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned something. I don't know why these two words stuck out to me, but you mentioned something when we were watching it about lore spills. Yeah. You said you wish that there had been those. Explain what those are to me. Okay, so like... Um, well, the way that I would describe it is like in Lord of the Rings, where they're um, describe or fleshing out the the Nazgul or the Ringwraith characters, the the agents of Sauron. Mm-hmm. You at least you know you like it's cool how um, how that scene is placed in the Fellowship of the Ring, where um, they're uh, like they're kind of hiding away from um, the Ringwraiths and trying to avoid being seen by them, mm-hmm. and then they like they find out like on the go like in the midst of it all like mm-hmm. what they are and like right like like where they come from and why mm-hmm. they do what they do and what and yeah it's <laughs> i there's not a lot of that in this movie and right. um i think there could have been a lot more especially with like the sith troopers mm-hmm. yeah i would have loved to see that oh, that's right, like that. and it's, it's <laughs> funny too because um there's a a picture on Twitter that I, um, like, I think I, I found the picture on Facebook and mm-hmm. then, uh, shared it, but it was originally a Twitter post, but, um, uh, some random site was going off about, like, how Exo, like, explaining how, like, did you know that Exegol was, like, the original Sith Lord, or, like, right. Sith World, blah, 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 and going into all this detail, and then Elijah Wood simply replies with, no, how could we have known? Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah, I did see that. And that's where that, I did and that's that. where that comes in. That's, that's funny. That's why that, that kind of lore spill is necess- is, ne- is Jesus, is necessary. <laughs> it's for, it's why it's necessary for the overall plot. Yeah, yeah, no, and I feel and that. And the overall think, universe. And I think that's for me, so whatever you said that, I think this is maybe why it stuck out to me too, is because yes and no. I feel like I agree with you mm-hmm. for definitely for certain aspects. Like they didn't obviously explain the whole Lord of the Rings saga. You're right. Every single time it needed a moment of explaining, but they did for something like the the Ring Race. Right. And that's very similar to what like is supposed to happen in Star Wars. I think it has happened a few times in Star Wars, but like for this movie in particular, like for me, one of my big questions was who made the blade. Mm-hmm. Why did they make it of the Death Star wreckage? How how was that? How did that even relevant? Right, to them, and you and, know? You had, and you know, there's a 35 year gap in that whole time. Like, why? Yeah. Why are who told we, you to make a knife? Why aren't we seeing more of this? Or yeah. could the Mandalorian season two cover any of this? Right, and that, and then also just like in general, like who was out there doing like. Ochi wasn't smart enough to, I don't know if he was, but Ochi wasn't smart enough to go and build a dagger. We've seen things like, um, we've, well, now we know about his clones, but like we've also seen things like Operation Cinder and stuff in, I don't think that's the right operation that I'm thinking of, but mm-hmm. it's in that same cycle of Battlefront 2 where mm-hmm. he's got virtual clones. Could he have maybe like programmed <laughs> a robot or a clone or something to go and build this creation for him? Mm-hmm. So that when the time did come, somebody would... Like, that to me is a very Palpatine thing to do. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's the most 
self-explanatory. Mm, recycling, me. recycling clone plots. Yeah. That sounds very Palpatine. Yeah, literally, <laughs> he just is like, "Here, let me do this. Oh, put a clone on it. Here, let me do this. Oh, mm. put a clone on it. Like, or just like, let me maneuver all. Let me put, a, put a clone everything. on it. Yeah, let me puppeteer all of this. That was literally back. his whole his whole strategy <laughs> throughout all all nine of them. Put uh-huh. a clone. Just put a clone on it. Yeah, yeah. Two million. <laughs> make two me million make me leader, and then put a clone on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. His whole thing. Uh, um, yeah, so I think that was one of my, and when you said that too, it was right around the time of, uh, they were showing picture, uh, images of Exegol, mm-hmm. and I was like, who are these loyal t- loyalists? Are they yeah, spirits, or are they physical people? Yeah, like, are, the, are Sith, they? Or like, is, are the Sith actually, like, more numerous because of those characters? And, right. you know, and you don't even oh, see them that long. Like, like, there's a massive group of them, and then they, and then all of a sudden just plop, like, yeah, out, dead. out the, dead. out the story window. Yeah. And you they know? didn't dust away, and they didn't look like they were getting crumpled, they just disappeared as the rocks hit them mm-hmm. in, like, a like spooky it, manner. Oh, <laughs> you know, just like, uh, just like the Knights of Ren, you know, as soon as they came, they were out. They were conquered, yeah. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, and, and, you know, the whole time, they're... Wondering about the galaxy with Kylo Ren, they don't do anything. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, why? Why are they not? And I you think know, too, for me, like, and I would like to preface. I don't want to say preface this. I would like to disclaimer this by saying, like, none of these criticisms are me thinking that the movie is bad. Even Joe gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, like no, these I, are just criticisms of like. I have what a hard. I have a hard guys. Have. <laughs> yeah, we have questions. And it's not that it makes them a bad... Having questions doesn't make a movie bad. Having questions means, what else can we get from this? Or, you how can can make, we, or how can we make the future ones better? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can make a Knights of Ren comic or TV series because we don't know what they were doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Boom. Done. Like, more more merchandise, more product for us, more answers to our questions. Right. You can make a story of who made the blade. Mm-hmm. 35 years, like you said. Like, yeah. you can make a story of literally anything else that's going on. I want to know who Wicket's wife is. Where did his son come from? He was not force born. Okay, maybe he was actually. Force Ewok, born. E- give me an Ewok Jedi movie. That's what I want. That was a that was a cool cameo too with yeah, so uh, with Warwick Davis. I, yeah, yeah, he, he's a treasure. He's got a featurette too. He's a Warwick and his son featurette. That does not surprise me. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, a very day in the life of midgets. Yeah, really. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, because they have like a ton of them got to like learn how to like dance like Ewoks. That was cool. That's yeah, that's so dope. Yeah. Oh god. Um, Thank you, Star Wars. Yeah, really. Um, okay, so another like important question. I don't know if this this is definitely something that we talked about when you, me, and Rebecca and Connor were together. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was on the podcast. But like talking about Kylo's mask. This could be a conversation I had with somebody else. I don't know. Okay. But <clears throat> how he like had it. And then he didn't, because he busted it. Mm-hmm. And then he made it again. And then he wore it, like, twice in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah. And they talk about, like, like the Skywalker legacy specifically talks about how they put it back together, how they put Japanese pottery back together with gold, mm-hmm. and how they wanted to use something like that. And so they used red, which makes total sense to me, and I love right. that. Right. I mean, it's Star Wars, so, you know, you can easily find some... he's a dark some, side boy. I was going to say, you can easily find some kind of uh, material that, you know, turns red or whatever. Yeah. Just make it up as you go. Yeah. Red and black. <laughs> right in. Big, big dark side energy. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of that made sense. But um, when they were talking about it, they were saying, like, he, him repairing the mask and wearing the mask in the moments that he did was a choice mm-hmm. uh, a vulnerability of his uh, to cover his face mm-hmm. and then also him f- 
feeling more powerful when he put it on. I thought he was more powerful without the mask, to be honest. Okay. Like, when they were in The Last Jedi, when he destroys his mask, that is a, to me, that was like a symbolic, uh, like, like what, what that message was saying to me when he did that was, I am not my grand, I, I, I'm not my grandfather. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I am not just some dude in a mask. Mm-hmm. Like, I am, like, the dude. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right. I, I'm, okay. I'm Mr. Big Deal without, yeah. without, you know, <laughs> I, except I got all my limbs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, this mask is just hiding, you know, you know, just, it's, I feel like it's, um, for him, kind of a cop out, and then when in okay. the last, and then the last Jedi, when he destroys it, it's like okay, so like now he's like he's coming re- into himself. He gets yeah, he gets a chance to really develop okay. and come into himself. So then when he puts it back together in the Rise of Skywalker, I thought it was a cool design. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was completely necessary. Okay, I do definitely see your perspective. It's in- I haven't heard one like that before, so that's really interesting. That's cool because for me, I thought yeah, like I thought him putting his helmet back together was I'm the supreme leader and they need to know that and they need to fear me and I feel more powerful in this mask so I need to get it back together mm-hmm. because I think that he oh no I don't want them to see that yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> that I'm no. a sad boy oh look at me no don't look at me, <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> yeah like I think that he felt anger and power in that moment where he destroyed it but I also think that he was like oh crap now I got nothing to hide my face mm-hmm. and I need to hide my face because like they said being a vulnerability like he is still battling with things, even though he's got to put on this facade. And so I felt like the mask was important to that. Yeah, the, ma- then, the mask was just another way of uh, facading. Yeah, and then he wears it with Ray when they're talking while she's in his quarters and he's on Kajimi. Like, he's still wearing it then, but then every other time they're with, he's with Ray, his mask is off. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he comes to some realization at some point in all of that, like, I'm vulnerable around her. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing that? Right. And so, like, the mask off also makes her vulnerable around him. Mm-hmm. Because they love each other. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and that's so, a, like... That's, a, that's another podcast. Yeah. A podcast for another time. What yeah. was it that Becca was... That, that, what did she keep saying? Turn off the podcast. Turn off the podcast. Oh God, okay, so okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, like, there's there was so much just coming from the concept of a mask, which mm-hmm. I love. Anyways. And I love that they talked about that, because I honestly didn't even know they would. I yeah. It's like, it's just a feature, you know? It's just a piece of... Star Wars art, but it's not. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the mask, I think the restructuring of his mask, too, is even in, like, the Colin Trevorrow um, mm-hmm, concept mm-hmm. art that I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. And I have not read that. You, oh, my gosh. You got, like, you should, like, I, it's out there. And mm-hmm. Colin Trevorrow's even, um, not, um, what's the word? Confirmed. He's Yeah, he's mm-hmm. confirmed that it's, it's, his. it's his. Like, this is real. Like, this is what it could have been. Yeah. And it would be called Duel of Fates, guys. Duel of Fates. I don't know, man. I still like the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, uh, I guess it's because it's what I have. Like, fine, I'll take it. I get yeah. why it's called Rise of Skywalker, but it's Duel of Fates, man. That... Were they a Force Dyad in that? Hmm? Were they a Force Dyad in that? A Force Dyad? Yeah. Uh, Kylo and Rey. Um. Alright, so... Because for me, that would make the title make sense. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. But but I think um, I think what that ultimately could have led up to, like the whole Duel of Fates thing, was like a final battle between... Between the two? Yeah. Okay. Or right. even... Or what about... Um, like even... You know, if even if uh, Palpatine had still been a factor, I don't remember if he was in Trevor's concepts or not, but yeah, um, that would have been cool to see. But I... Um, but what... Um, what I was really disappointed with was that 
um, in Rise of Skywalker, it felt like he was more like his grandfather in that mm-hmm. he, like he's doing, um, he's just doing some uh, some other darker lords bidding, right, 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 uh, versus you know him being like his own like top dog, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that too, like I think that would like have that been... they could have they could have capitalized on that so much, yeah. and They just didn't. And I he... think it would have been beneficial if the opposite had happened of what did happen. So like most of the movie is Kylo and then the end half is Ben. I think it would have been cool if, if the beginning of the movie was Kylo and the bottom half was Ben because then he wouldn't be for a lord. It would be for himself. Mm-hmm. But I could see why that's a much harder story to write. Yeah. Um, indefinitely. And also, like, I love Kylo, too. Kylo I mean, and Ben are my favorites. Hey, I mean, they're both... I love how ridiculously crazy and angry Kylo is. And I also love how <laughs> sweet and angry... Kylo, your anger, your anger is the stuff of legends. It really is. It's amazing. <laughs> we talk um, about you all the time in anger management. <laughs> <laughs> you are a coin that we get in anger management. You've reached Kylo Ren level. You've reached Kylo. You've oh reached the Ren level. Yeah. Good lord. Um, this is just like a random thing that I noticed when they were. It's something I noticed when I watched the movie mm-hmm. in the first place. But then again, when I obviously was watching the legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Women and people of color are final are in the final order. Yeah, and I think that's so funny to think about a progressive Palpatine. (laughs) 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 Because there's still no aliens. He's graduated from from Nazi Palpatine to we're accepting everybody's applications. (laughs) But still no aliens. But still no aliens. What? And it's just so funny to me to be like, okay. So Palpatine was like, all right, I need more so people. So what is Palpatine, like a, a human... Of color. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, um, somebody for, like, human privilege of Star Wars. I was saying. I don't even Like, know. I just don't... Like, originally, yeah, originally it was, like, Nazi-based, and then it was like, okay, well, they're Nazi-based in the fact that they're humans, too. Mm-hmm. Like, not just white men, they're humans. We don't let aliens into the empire and stuff like that. And then now it's like, all right, well, I'm struggling for people, so we are going to let women and people of color in. And it's like... I, I get it from a real-world perspective. That's cool, that's awesome, and that's incredible, and I'm all for inclusiveness, but it's so funny to think about progressive company. I know, To I just know. be like, what was the order that he gave? It's like finally the, let people in. It's like the Nazi... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like it's like the Nazis taking... Uh, like, Jeez, I can't even, like, get into that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, that was... Like, that. that's... I have, I have a lot of questions about who he picks for yeah. his... Uh, Who's vetting these people? Right, right. Like, and who asked him, hey, can I let these people... <laughs> like okay, okay Hitler like just because you um, got a Jew working for you doesn't mean that you know you're clear or whatever. right right <laughs> exactly like, does he think he's better now like, right sir like okay still what? trying to take over the galaxy <laughs> Mr. Mr. Progressive look at you yeah, go <laughs> good lord um uh, I could that's a that's a whole other podcast <laughs> I digress coronavirus <laughs> Um, that was such a good point. That was so funny. God, sorry. No, that's... No. Leaving it in, man. Okay, so... Another favorite part that we learned from this is the sinking beans. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's practical. Oh. It's all practical. And that's the other... Uh, and that's one thing that I definitely have to give credit to with the sequel trilogy is that they have... They have done such a great job of bringing practical effects into the mix. It's so because amazing. when... When you get too over reliant on CGI, it's gonna Bad collapse. Things happen. <laughs> it's gonna collapse. I mean, look at the prequels. The baby then, from Twilight. 
Oh, I haven't even. I won't even touch. I won't even touch that it's word. It's so bad. But yeah, no. I, I mean, I love Twilight. I, I would like to. I would like to have like a whole. Baby was hilarious. I'd like to have a whole podcast of me like watching Twilight only to rip it, <laughs> only to rip it apart. Did you read all the books? No. Oh, I, didn't. I did. It was, I, they were really good. Okay. They were really good. Um, I didn't read any. They were of them. definitely not to the level of other fandoms that I've been in, but like it was really good. And then the movies. Uh, the only. The only. Um, relevance that the writer for Twilight ever had in my life was this, um, this made-up post on Facebook where, um, like different fandoms are coming together and uh, talking or like so they do it in like a Lord of the Rings way. It's really mm-hmm. funny. How like it's like uh, it began with Tolkien, like he brought in the Lord of the oh, Rings, and then mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling brought in the seven Harry Potter books, and then, um, and then. Uh, um, what's his name? Um, C.S. Lewis? Lewis? Yeah, mm-hmm. with the Chronicles of Narnia. And then, um, and then the writer of Twilight is Sauron in the subject. And no! Then, yeah, and then... That's so mean. Right, right, and then, um, it is, is redeemed by George R.R. R. Martin and the book. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find it and I'll, oh I'll God. show you the... The full picture, but it's, yeah, I, I get such a kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I think the, the books were good. I mean, I'm not going to not admit that we're, this is I, not This is not a promoting Twilight time. This is a promoting Star Wars time. That's fair. But I definitely, <laughs> I went to, uh, so I went to see, what's the third one? The third Twilight? Yeah. I have no idea. Eclipse. Eclipse. So I went to see Eclipse in a movie marathon, so we saw Twilight, New Moon, and then Eclipse mm-hmm. all in one evening. It was incredible. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> I was in middle school. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that explains that. Yeah. Um, okay, so practical effects. We just, no, but the vampires pra- and practical effects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Disney, or Disney, Daisy mm. said that she hated it because um, the way that they did it was like hydraulics that like went below the beans. Yeah. And I'm saying beans because they said they use black beans because it makes it easier to sink into and more... I mean, it makes, to look at, better uh, to look at. I mean, look at sand. It's coarse. Or no, it's coarse. It's rough. It's irritating, and it gets everywhere. Am I right? Who's black with? Black beans who, don't. Who's with me? Huh? <laughs> and black beans black don't exactly. Black beans don't. And so they sink into it, and Daisy apparently said she got like caught in like an air pocket. So I'm assuming that made it hard to breathe at that point. Oof. Also, her and uh, John are yelling as they're sinking in. So I can't imagine one of them didn't at least have like swallow beans at one mm-hmm. point or another and they were like fuck right um oh god what was my next oh i was so amazed when they were caving out the foam mm. like it's just a giant block of foam and they started digging like i what mm-hmm. you know like and also how big is that block of foam where do you get that yeah the whole where do you get that the, the set like transitioning from the quicksand to the tunnels. Yeah. How they, how the production design did that. Yeah. Oh. You amazing. got yeah. There's you. You have to admire the, mm-hmm. the the production design teams behind those movies because yeah. you know they're they're doing like they're as you're watching the movie and just seeing the characters like interacting with the the environment like mm-hmm. that that's just the production design team at work right yeah. there like they. It's it's thankless. <laughs> yeah, and not just like the practicality of all of it, but also the the meaning behind it. Like that's obviously what a lot of us watch this mm. type of documentary for and stuff, and that's what we watch Star Wars for is 
they were saying like you you were on the surface you were battling something physical and then you go below the surface and you're now in the subconscious Mm -hmm. you see about you learn about her ability to heal you learn about her family or uh their family you learn about ochi more like you learn so many things because you're now in a situation where you can't help but learn something Mm -hmm. you know you're trapped somewhere doing new things i just love i love that concept i love the concept of writing something like that and then knowing that that's what you're doing yeah you know just gra- yeah just having a grasp of what you're putting out on or what you're spilling on yeah. the paper yeah more random fun things um we now move on we're still in practical effects so they're talking about the puppeteering of babu frick yeah who can do the voice in this room did I ever finish mm-hmm. saying that that's what the sequel trilogy nailed was bringing practical effects back into? Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. making sure that I came full circle on yeah. that. I think you've said it three times already, Joe. Have that's I? Enough. Let me say it one more time. <laughs> the droid is ready. Bubble Frank is our oldest friend. Oh Featuring Miranda and Joe. Um, so we're in Babu's shop and uh, we see Bad Robot. So, oh my god! Physical being, and I love that. Bad Robot is uh, JJ's Didn't, production company. Wasn't there a shot of him in, or of that robot lying on the ground in the movie? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's. I mean, I think it's in the movie. I don't know if it was just from the. I definitely. Thing, I'm assuming. I thought it was in the movie because I remember. I think I remember at one point. I if, mean, why else if, did they put if it? If it is in the movie, brilliant. I okay. my memory's in check. If it's not, whoops. <laughs> yeah, whoops, my bad. But wrong what, angle. But what a great, but what a great little cameo to have. Yeah, like a little really nice little insert. A little, I love it. Little uh, artistic paintbrush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, uh, yeah. There's. I love it. There's so many way, There's so many words I could use to describe it, and <laughs> you know, they just they when you need them, they don't come around. <laughs> That's fair. That's. A very good point. That always happens to me when I'm podcasting. I'm like, uh, and uh, uh. There, Well, there's this word I can use, and yeah. I can't Or I it. say this word, and it sounds like the other word, but it's not what I mean at all. It's like the opposite definition, and it's just, I'm sorry. That's why I'm sorry I need, ahead of time. This is why I, I need to be taking more notes. Oh. <laughs> um, and then another fun section of Babu's shop is they had their own build your own droid section. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Like the little buckets with the little labels. I was like, oh, it's like a Disney. Yeah. That was cute. And then they had the uh, the dro- or the battle droids from the um, yeah, it was like a B. The prequel trilogies. I was just like, that's that's a good little insert. I love that. But and that you know what? That was another thing too. Like overall with the rise of Skywalker, is that I wish that it had like like it. To me, it felt like it wrapped the sequel trilogy, or like what it was trying to do is wrap the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy. But it never really felt like to me it was um, wrapping up the prequels too. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought of that. I mean, you hear you, but you like you hear the characters and you see like little tidbits here and there. But I think that that whole plot, or some some elements of Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy, could have been brought into. Um, make the final battle or make the final yeah. events, you know, more relevant to the series. You know, I wonder how how much did go into it, and then how much they had to cut. Probably, that yeah, if it got didn't cut. Make any sense, you know, because that's the thing. I mean, this story was already hard to conclude in general because they wanted to fit so much in. And then they did it. And then they wrote it around Leia, right? Or around um, Carrie. around Carrie Fisher's. Yeah, they had to do a lot of maneuvering for this too. Yeah, which I I have I have to give them credit for. As far as that effort is concerned, but 
Um, Amazing. But yeah, I just wish um, I don't know. They're yeah, I'm still sticking. I'm sticking hard to my seven point zero. Nope, seven point one. You said it already. It's too late. I'm going. It it's like I'm going back. But can't take it back. Back and forth between seven point zero, seven point one. Can't take it back. You're seven point one. It's seven point two or nothing. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> Not this, yet. We're not at 7.2 yet. We're almost there. We're going to be there after I talk about this. I guarantee it. All right. <laughs> so speaking of all of those things that they had to fit in. Yeah. So one of the big things that I was just like, how did this piece of equipment get made? As we talked about the blade and I already talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. But they explained a very good part of that. Not the blade part, but the Death Star part. Mm-hmm. They literally thought... Of the dimensions of the planet and the ocean on the planet and the dimensions of the Death Star and if that was going to be able to fit there. And then they were like, oh, well, what if we just don't even, we don't even need, like, the Death Star there. We just need this piece of it. Let's put that piece of it here. How much does, how much sticks out of the water? How is she going to get to it? You know what I mean? Like, they thought so hard about all of that. Right. And, um, also, how old is that blade supposed to be, the Sith blade? Old. Because what what puzzles me is that this blade, if it's as old as it is, how how could whoever made it have known about the uh, about the Death Star and like how how could they have known right. about that design? Right. Well, and you know what I wonder too is I wonder if they had made a blade and they made that part mm-hmm. as a Death Star reader, but I wonder if they made it with the dimensions of that's where the, I mean, because that's where the Wayfinder had always been hidden. Mm-hmm. It was in a locked room in his throne room, you know? I don't remember what they called it specifically. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if maybe somebody, like, that was a part of, like, a design that he wanted or that somebody wanted, and they were like, go outside. This is where it's going to be, you know? Yeah. It's a regular blade. It's going to be in this area. And then eventually somebody etched it out. Or somebody knew the... Because the blueprints of the Death Star would be those etchings as well, you know? Right. So maybe that was it. Maybe it was already made then. I, I know we're, like, we're reaching. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <laughs> it's something that, like, I'm curious about. I'm like, how can, you made the blade? This, this is Who sounding did? like a, can we push the 7.2 out? We're getting a 7.2. <laughs> that should make it a 7.2 that the they thought so much about the dimensions of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. That, to me... Amazing. But how could they have known? <laughs> like how? Oh, about the blade. The how could the blade? I don't know. How could man. how could the the I blacksmith know. have known? Like I I have so they many. They told him. I have so and many Palpatine questions. Was like this Sith Wayfinder is in this building. Make a blade that says so. Mm. That's it. That's uh, big Palpatine energy. That's all I'm saying. Big Palpatine. <laughs> Just put a clone on it. <laughs> yeah, put a clone on it. Okay, so the shipping containers made the sounds of the Death Star. Really cool fun fact. Love mm. that. Um, we, oh my gosh. What is going on Coronavirus. up there? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> um, okay, so. No bites the dust. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hades, uh, it's like the Hades death count. Like in uh, Hercules. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> like my when god. that lady goes yeah. into the... Another one for ding. Yeah, good lord. Um, Anyway. Something we talked about while we were watching was how you wanted Ray's story to be more like Luke's story. Like you thought that Ray hadn't faced enough. Yeah. Um, And my thoughts on it were that they had faced things differently, Mm -hmm. um, which got you to the 7.1. 
(laughs) how we were discussing this. Yeah, yeah, it pushed me. I basically, my concept behind it, and I still need to think of the proper words to put it in, so to summarize, I feel like Ray's battle has been very mental Mm -hmm. and been very about her on her journey Mm -hmm. and the force itself. Um, because it's also Kylo, you know, and their connection. Mm-hmm. While Luke's journey was very war-based. Yeah. It was very, I need to get this war done. I need to save my friends. I learned how to use the Force from people, so I'm I'm doing great. You know, he's got people teaching him. Mm-hmm. She couldn't find people to teach her. She was feeling something but couldn't know what it was. And then when she found people, they didn't want to teach her. Mm-hmm. And Leia had never been a teacher. Like, she was facing a lot of things that were affecting her mentally, and then she was still trying to fight for this war where he is was just like... Let's fight this war. I got all my friends by my side. Woo! Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think that that was their difference in their story, and that's why they didn't have a similar one. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I you know, I still like the way that Luke's story unfolds overall. Right. And, then, and then the connection that he has with the enemy. Like, his dad mm-hmm. is, oh. like, the, the big bad. <laughs> right, right, right. I yeah. mean, obviously not Palpatine level, but he is, yeah. like, but he's relevant to... Um, that story. Yeah, and, exactly. And I mean, to, he's the big bad that they have to get to first. You know? Right. And that's, and that's why Empire Strikes Back will like remain to be one of the best Star Wars movies is because of that revelation of finding out that this whole time that Luke has been focusing on defeating the bad and now his bad, like the bad that he's been focusing on defeating is his own dad! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot to his story as well. I think it was just like less... I don't want to say less force involved, but it was less about the force and more about him using the force, right? Yeah. Ray's is more about, like, understanding what even is the force. Like, why is this... Whereas Luke was living in a time where it was more relevant mm-hmm. to his family, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't have any family to relate it to. Right. She all of a sudden had this thing. She only it's, had, she only had a, uh, a clone Palpatine. Yeah, to tell her that he was her granddaughter yeah right Um, jeez louise yeah so it's it's definitely still hard to describe there's definitely still some things i would have to think about to put that into words properly that's okay but basically i I mean i think of it mental versus physical yeah are their stories you know right um and you know there's no there's no denying you know throughout like at least the force awakens and um and the last jedi that ray does definitely go through a bit of a like self um identifying Mm -hmm. Um, conflict, like, who am I? Where do I come from? Um, But then when they just write it off um, in episode 9, it's like, oh, you're Palpatine. It's like, oh, great. Right, right, right. And then versus uh, the whole concept that Ryan Johnson came up with um, in The Last Jedi with how um, it doesn't matter, like, where you come from. Like, if you can use the Force, you can use the Force. Well, and I think, and I, I agree with you in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is this has always been my defense towards that kind of, towards that argument. I don't, I'm trying not to use mean words, but, you know. No, no it's okay, it's okay. So. Get as mean as you want. Yeah, fight <laughs> I can, me. I can take um, <laughs> My defense towards that concept is, while I agree, I think Ray Nobody Incredible. I also still think that it, that's relevant because mm-hmm. she not only chose to denounce Palpatine, she chose to not want to hear it. She chose to be like, "No, I am a nobody." Because yeah. I don't. My I lost my parents. They might have been Palpatines, but they also denounced him. We became a family of nobodies. Mm-hmm. I became Ray and only Ray mm-hmm. because that's what they wanted me to be, and that's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. 
So even though she biologically is a Palpatine, she didn't choose that route, and then she denounces it, and then she chooses to be a Skywalker. And I think that all of that, to me, shows that you don't have to be somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to accept who you are literally because you know who you are, and you can eventually choose who you want to be and who you want to represent. You know what's kind of that's what's important. You know what that plot. Story. You know what that plot goes back to. <laughs> Harry Potter. <gasps> Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like, let's think about it. Harry Potter and Harry Potter, they um, they talk about um. Yeah, jeez, I'm trying to like. That's a whole other thing. That's uh, I'm blanking right now. I'm like, that's a whole other thing. People that are listening are probably like, oh yeah, you know, like they 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 immediately get it. They gotta, they gotta see it. You know, I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Oh well, okay. No, here. All right, now it's gone. It's all coming back to me now. (laughs) Um, the whole like. Like with Harry Potter, so whenever in, in the first book, when he's choosing between being a Slytherin and a Gryffindor, it's like that's what this situation kind of felt like to me with mm-hmm. Ray. Like, like, am I going to be destined for or like, am I, uh, yeah, am I destined for evil mm-hmm. or am I gonna, you know, just be good? And it, you know, that's right. that's that's ultimately the the good message behind Star Wars is like having the choice to make those yeah. choices, yeah. having the freedom to make those choices. And that's why, overall, like, with the, like, if I have to put, now, like, here's another interesting question. Uh-oh, it's, like, okay. the whole, like, like putting the entire, um, the entire series, the entire Skywalker saga mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. 8.5. Okay. 8.5. Okay. Because, um, Interesting that it's not a 10 out of 10. I mean, no, I, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is a 10 Sir? out of 10. But, eight, no, but, but, um, and the only, and the reason is because of. <laughs> attack of the Clones! <laughs> oh my god, Attack of the Clones and Rise of Skywalker, I can't even, I can't even start anyway. You know what, out of nine movies though, two out of nine that hey, you don't like as much as the others, like. That's gen- not that's, bad. That's pretty generous. Not bad, yeah. Yeah, no. Mine's only one. I mean, I, I don't even want to say mine's one out of nine. I still enjoy Attack of the Clones because I love Hayden Christensen with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Portman. I've fallen asleep to episode five three times. So. Yeah, Miranda, Miranda falls asleep to Empire Strikes Back all the time. And that Listen, and that's and that's that, everybody's favorite one. And that's what's wrong with society. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Excuse me, Kylo Ren isn't in that movie. So. <laughs> yeah. We but, only stand but don't, but don't we want to hear James Earl Jones going, that's it, the rebels are there. I don't know what he's talking about because I've fallen asleep. That's what she's just got to that part before. <laughs> yeah, you fall asleep. I remember She's Hawk. like, yeah, she's she kind of right there. Though. Nah, I'm, I know the I'm good. The temperature of a tauntaun is lukewarm, and that's about it. <laughs> that's the... Gist of the, the Empire Strikes gist. Back knowledge. Oh god! So funny. I started well, that movie. I was like, "Where's Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's not in this. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Time to sleep." That's so funny. I'm ruining. Your no, you're not. No, you're all good. Listen, this is this is the epitome of Castle Run Weekly. We tangent. <laughs> we have fun. And we put random things in, like, coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> that's, all does, we're here, that's what we're here for. That takes me back to that uh, that dad joke. How does the Sith Lord get to the top floor? He takes the <laughs> elevator. Uh, that's funny. I, I was, did not know where you were going with that. Like, what? <laughs> no, the way that Miranda brought that whole thing in, it just it was funny to me. <laughs> Miranda's like, you're welcome. Um, okay, speaking of, Ky- yeah, speaking of Kylo... Um, Kyle is in this one. Uh, 
he <laughs> so Adam is talking about it in the documentary and he's like he never had an answer he um, now knows but now he knows his purpose and destiny when he's in the transition to Ben. Um, and he says something that I love, um, and I'm sure every Raylo on the planet Earth is also like, well, uh, but he says that he knows, Kylo knows as, as long as he's with her, um, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or he like knows that he's on the right path, or he knows that he's doing something good for himself and for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that because not only is Adam saying <coughs> that Raylo is a thing <laughs> uh, Raylo confirmation yeah, I was from, say he's, he's confirming yeah, yeah but he's also like acknowledging the fact that they both have something of each other on each end does that make sense mm-hmm. um, Ray is obviously always dealing with something dark because she doesn't know who she is. She's still finding herself in this one. Mm-hmm. She now knows that she's a Palpatine, but she doesn't want to be. And so she's like, well, he wants me to hate, and I won't, but that also makes me angry. Mm-hmm. So now i got to fight this guy who right. says he's my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like, where you been, grandpa? Like, why? why, where's, why? Been, where's my Christmas money? I was literally my... about to get there. Like, <laughs> like, why haven't you been at the Christmas dinners, grandpa? Yeah, where's... <laughs> When you didn't bring the turkey to Thanksgiving, like we asked you to bring the yeah yeah we sheep. asked you to bring the turkey to Thanksgiving five years ago. Yeah, we know you're the emperor, so you got money, you got Thanksgiving turkey. What you doing? Like, it's just this whole thing, you know. She's dealing with dark side stuff, mm-hmm. and he's dealing with light side stuff. They connect to each other, and. Kylo comes to a realization they, they that he complete, needs her. They complete each other. Yeah, they do, and it's so cute. Hashtag Raylo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Good job. Ooh, 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 super ooh. So, and then right around the moments that we kind of see Adam talking about things, and we kind of get more glimpses of him behind the scenes. You also mentioned how Ben was the real rise of a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that? You still you think that, that that he's the only rise, or that he's what they planned on being the rise, or what? what I what mean, doing? I mean, when when Miss when Miss Palpatine is dead on the floor, when like when when Empress. yeah when Miss Empress Palpatine is dead on the floor, and Mister Solo slash Skywalker comes around and goes, I'm going to pour all my energy into making sure that she comes back and you know can continue. To support the the good vibes and the good message behind why good is good and why good should always be good. <laughs> and yes. Then, and then just leave. That's <laughs> just leave. Let's like, leave. Like that. That's a sacrifice right there. I mean, look at uh, look at the Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah. He sacrifices himself, you know, for for Gotham. And uh, if you're yeah. full of all the nerdy references. Uh, really, I really am, and also <laughs> spoiler alert for those who haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises, but that's yeah, it's been that's out for ten years. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's actually been fault. eight years. Okay. So if it's wow, if fact check, fact checking. If you haven't seen it, then that's well, on I'll you. Myself out, <laughs> <laughs> out of this podcast, turn off the podcast. Turn off the podcast, Miss <laughs> Rebecca. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. I think he was. Also, a rise of a Skywalker. I think that she was also. I think, like I said, I feel like. I think he was the. I think he was the rise of Skywalker, and then um, she was just the only living. The epitome. Of <laughs> she was the only living person relevant to, to make it that sound, whole thing. So. so it was like, oh, somebody's got to carry the Skywalker name. Why not? Why? Why not me? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why. And that's why I was telling you, like the second time I went to see the movie, and 
They go, Rayu! I go, don't you say it! Yeah. Don't you say it! <laughs> like, even though I already know she's gonna say it. Yeah. Ray Skywalker. Yeah. Ah! Oh, no! <laughs> Sydney got sung by a wasp. Again? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, wow. Ray, Ray Star Wars. Ray Star Wars. Um... <laughs> I think that Ben is the literal rise, and I think she is the... F- this is not going to make any sense. <laughs> I was going to say I think she's the physical rise, um, because she's the surviving one. Does that make sense? Because, like, think he's she, the literal rise in the concept I think I think it. she carries she carries the, the rising torch, the yes. rising Skywalker torch. Yeah, I think they rose together. That was basically my... That's my takeaway and my love for the sequel trilogy, is that this is their movie. It is not... It's not One our movie. movie. <laughs> it's, you know, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> the single most clever yeah. line in yeah, all really. of in all of filmmaking oh, history is not is not some monologue from some Academy Award winning film. It's just literally opinion, that's man. just like your opinion, man. Good lord. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's Kylo and Ray's movie. I think it's Ben and Ray's movie, and I think that they rose together. I think the Rise of Skywalker is generic for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of literal rises in the movie, and a lot of metaphysical. Is that the right word to use for that? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. We'll, Whatever. We'll, we'll go Cosmic with rises. <laughs> we can go um, back and post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we finally, we get to the end of the documentary and also the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Um, very heart-wrenching for me to think about that concept because, I'll be honest, when I went and saw the movie, I was in Gainesville, I was taking care of my mom at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, Is your mom okay, by the way? Yeah, she's doing great. Good. Um, <sighs> Mrs. Hoover, we're thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and saw the movie. My grandma was in town, too, so we, she went and saw it. She hasn't seen much of Star Wars. She hasn't seen it all in the right order. She knew who Kylo Ren was. And that's she it. She knew who C-3PO was. <laughs> oh, she God. Knew, she loves Chewbacca. Chewbacca's her character. God, can you just imagine the people that were not in the Star Wars back then? And I know. Their kids getting them into it now, and it's like, they're going to go back and watch the movies that came out during their time and be like... Where's Kylo Ren? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what she thinks of any of the originals and stuff. Like, I don't... Literally you! Yeah. Miranda is here in the room and she is an example of that. Miranda cannot watch The Empire Strikes Back because Kylo Ren is not in it. Yep. And... That's uh, I'm gonna get like murdered no, by somebody. Our just, fans are. We're, great. we're just gonna we're just gonna call it we're just gonna call it poor life choices. We're gonna title the episode Miranda hasn't seen Empire Strikes Back. If you need to find me on the internet, don't. <laughs> this episode is called Miranda has coronavirus. Miranda has coronavirus. <laughs> Good lord. Just messing with you. <laughs> oh my god! Let's stop messing with my roommate. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Let's take let's take them off the roasting. All right, let's yeah. Let's we'll finish the the Skywalker legacy as George Lucas and all of them have. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about how they want to finish it as it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Joe while we were watching it too. I was like, it's not just like oh, we went back to Tatooine for fan service. Like no, they went back to Tatooine because it's a good ending to the story. It's where the movie started. Mm-hmm. It it has meaning to the Skywalkers as a whole, mm-hmm. as the legacy, as they call it, the Skywalker legacy in the saga. Um, but it also is just like, it's really nice. They got to use miniatures for the Jawas, mm-hmm. for the Sandwalker. They went back to Tatooine. We all love and know Tatooine. I don't know if we all love it, but we all know it. Um, 
it means a lot because we've seen those binary sunsets multiple times. Mm -hmm. And the words that they use to describe it, emotional and surprising and inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I think those perfectly summarize how they ended it. I think you don't like Ray Skywalker, but I like Ray Skywalker. That's fair. Because when she says it, she feels it. Mm -hmm. When she thinks about all that she's been through and the fact that they don't get to live on with their legacy, mm. including Ben. He also doesn't get to carry on a Skywalker legacy. She's like, somebody must. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't, like, excuse for people that don't like it, you know, like, it just, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't just blindly hate it. Yeah, because you know? she had recent, I mean, she had just come from Ray No One, Ray Sky, Ray. Palpatine. Ray Palpatine, and then Ray. She's like, well, I don't want to just be Ray again because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've gone through all of this. I don't need to just be Ray. I want to be somebody. Right. And these people mean that much to me, and they also gave me their cosmic nod of approval mm-hmm. <laughs> through the Force. And we're like, do it. Really? Bet. Do Tell it. this lady you're a Skywalker. Dare you? Like. <laughs> I should have said that at the end of the movie. <laughs> Ray, who? Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um. That should be a that should be a video if it's not already. Yeah, really. Like you know all, what everybody go like, do it. <laughs> Just the old lady going do it. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Palpatine and like a whole bunch oh of other God. film characters oh, going no. do it. <laughs> do um, it or Shia LaBeouf going course. just do it. <laughs> <gasps> that should be a thing. Why is that not? Why am I not a con- why am I not a content creator? Because yeah, right. I don't have the technology in front yeah, of me. I don't have to do that. <laughs> um, somebody go make a meme, a gif, if you will, a video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make it. Just put the materials in front of me. Yeah, you know what I want to know? Mm. Why does that lady care? Right. First off, how did she even get <laughs> Who here? Are you? Yeah, like why weren't you in the shop before? Yeah. Also, like yeah, you weren't riding that thing that you had, even though you're old. And yeah. In the desert and mm-hmm. it's hot. And then also, their farm is out in the middle of nowhere. He takes his land speeder to town. Who are you, lady? Yeah. I want to know who she is. Why are you yeah. asking people who they are when we don't know who you are? She's mm-hmm. old lady Star Wars. Old lady I Star think, Wars. I honestly think that the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> would have ended perfectly if, um, like, if, like for me at least, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, going back to the whole, this is just my opinion, man. But, um, <laughs> but. Uh, it would have ended perfectly if she just, like, if while they were, um, while she was burying the lightsabers, you hear the <laughs> the Skywalker theme, the da 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 and then um, she pulls out the lightsaber and then um, ignites her lightsaber and then, like, raises it up and then cut, like, directed by J.J. Abrams. That would have yeah. been, that, that been pretty. solid. I like that. Solid. I don't hate it. <laughs> See? See? I, but I still, I'm I standing like the, strong on the on the 7.1 front, 7. guys. 7.2. 7. 7.2. We're, we're, we may or may not get there before the end of this podcast. Yeah. 7.2. Um, well, and like I, for me, I really love the looking off into the binary sunset. I really love her saber made of her staff, but it mm-hmm. also is just like gorgeous. Um, and... I do. I mean, I enjoy the her confirmation of Ray Skywalker. I think so. My two concepts, my two ending theories, um, excuse me, which have been discussed in this household, I think more than once. Um, <laughs> again, let me disclaimer: this is not to say that these movies are bad. This is not to say that I don't like the ending. I love this movie. It is my second favorite Star Wars movie. 
do not come for me. <laughs> also, don't make claims that I said things that I'm not saying. I'm just here to say. You hear enough from two, the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Two alternative endings that I think still would have been incredible. Mm. If Ben had crawled out of the thing and they had crossed their lightsabers together. Ben and Ray had crossed their lightsabers together and defeated him together. Yeah. I don't think that it would have been bad enough for him to not be able to return to the resistance simply because... Ray said it's okay. Everybody's going to be like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, they're going to be skeptical. There's going to be people that hate it. Um, you can make a TV series out of people that want to beat Kylo Ren, beat Ben Solo up because he was mean. That probably, like, would, that probably would not be the longest plot, but Yeah, hey. yeah. But, like, it's <laughs> La- just Last, like, like, three episodes in one season one. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's just, like, there's not enough that could have prevented him from going back there. Mm. Unless I'm wrong. I mean, I'm probably wrong. I don't work at Lucasfilm, you know. I didn't write Star Wars. Um, I wish I did. <laughs> but, yeah, really. But um, I think, too, that if that hadn't happened, a good concept for what did happen is she defeats Palpatine. She gets to Tatooine. And amongst the Force ghosts is also Ben. Mm-hmm. Which I know is not my theory alone. And wh- Everybody yeah, and that's that. another thing, too. Why wasn't he there, you know? I don't know, and that's definitely a question that I have, too. I, I'm I'm wondering if it's simply because, like, he wasn't a trainer of hers, you know? Uh, or I'm wondering if... Adam Driver just had a different schedule at that time. <laughs> and, like, even, even if Sorry, Adam Driver, your last shooting day was this day and not this day. And you didn't mean it. Or, and, like, um, even if he hadn't appeared with them, if they had been, if she had been looking into the sunset and he appeared. Mm-hmm. Like, just, there, there are options that they could have done with that. Yeah. And I do want to know why. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it was bad that they didn't, but I do think that it would have even been better if they did. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, again... I, I love the movie, but I'm going to watch it probably in the next two days, minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we were going to watch it right after this. Or we can watch it right after this. <laughs> um, I also wish it was uh, three hours. Oh, yeah. Because... I wish it had been longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the movie was only, what, two and a half? 222. And the Last Jedi was, what, two and a half? I think. Yeah, I think... That... Endgame was 305 or something like that. That's another thing. That was another point I was about to get to. Also, is that 2019 was the year of like finishing these good ass movies on um, like a long note, like a like a long goodbye note. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at like you gotta go back and watch Return of the King. Also, I just but, need to go back and watch all of them. Yep. Period. <laughs> Amen. Me, me in general. <laughs> and then you'll and then you'll start a podcast Lord about Lord of the Rings. And good Lord, I cannot even imagine. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine. There's so much that I've seen. I've seen those movies multiple times all the way through, and I don't know anything about them. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know which one has a bigger universe, to be honest. All I know is Gollum and Schmeagol, and I hate both of them. <laughs> Smuggle. So creepy. <laughs> oh, I agree. Those are my nightmares. I used to do such a good impression until <laughs> until I grew old. <laughs> you know what I learned I could do, and I'm going to do this on the podcast because I want people to know that I can do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know I could do that until the other day we were talking about Yoshi and I loved him. And he's so cute and I was like, oh, let me, like, I can do Stitch and then I, now I can't do, I don't know if I can do Stitch anymore because I've trained my mouth to be able to do Yoshi now and I don't know if I can do Stitch again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird uh, bouncing yeah. between those three characters. Like, can you imagine if 
Andy Serkis had not only done Gollum, but did, like, Stitch and a whole bunch of different oh characters. God. Like, how his body would have had to... He's amazing. Yeah, how he would have just incredible. had to adapt himself. Oh, my God. And he did... I don't care what anybody says. I thought he did great with he Snoke. He did wonderful. I thought he did great with Snoke. You he know, for, for what was there. Yeah. And then the whole idea of um, destroying Snoke for... Oh, God. This is just going back to the, the Kylo Ren character development mm. talk from earlier where... He could have, uh, like, truly um, been, a, been a bigger character, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right, like, you, you defeated the the physical element, but did you defeat the metaphysical? Right, right. Right, right, yeah. it all comes back to I that. get what you mean. Well, anyway. I think that's it, really. I mean, there's nothing else that happened too much. I mean, the credits do have, like, fun scenes, and then the and last yes, few scenes... yes, overall, a, a, great do- a great documentary, and yeah. here we are. I still stand at a 7.1. <laughs> It's 7.2. Sorry, guys. He's lying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, the documentary definitely made me appreciate everything that I already appreciated, you know? I love Mm. practical effects. I love BTS stuff. I love actors and their ability to do what they do. Absolutely. Um, So all of it it means a lot to me. Joe and I are both uh, aspiring... I don't know if I want to say filmmakers, but yeah. You can say that. I think we could say that. Why are we not um, allowed to say that? I don't know. It's what we want to do. It's what we talk about doing. Yeah. It's, it's what we dream of doing. That's our goals. Um, so we both kind of, I don't want to use the word vibe, but <laughs> but really enjoy something like this that gives us not only a BTS look, but a behind-the-scenes look of something we love so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very meaningful for us. And even if you're not that kind of person or you don't aspire to be a filmmaker... If you love Star Wars, you're going to love this documentary, even if you disliked the movie to a certain extent, you know? Because um, it doesn't just talk about Rise of Skywalker. But there's hope for you guys. I mean, 7.1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. 7.2. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we do have a few things to go over really quick. Please do not forget to tune in on Wednesdays around 9 p.m. Central Time. No, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, for our streams on twitch.tv slash Kessel Run Weekly. Um, Danny will be streaming hopefully every Wednesday, but if not, you will um, check out updates at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That is where you can find out if he is going to be streaming um, or if we as a team are going to be streaming. So just keep up with us on all of that social media. And then KesselRunWeekly.com also features book reviews by Grace, um, and all of our episodes are available there as well. We are going to be uploading to our YouTube channel soon, so just keep an eye out for that. But like I said, social media will tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Joe, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, that wizard Joe. You can find me on Twitter with the same handle. And that's about the only two places you can find me other than Facebook. Good stuff. <laughs> um, you can find me personally at CJerica on Instagram or at CJerica95 on Twitter. Um, feel free to reach out to the main channel page or to either of those pages. And then if you would like to learn more about my photography, I like to do cosplay photography and Disney Parks photography um, at panthera.studios. And then finally, if you want to learn more about my Star Wars love, um, I do have Star Wars Sunday blogs on cheyennehoover.wordpress.com. Um, I do a little bit more than that, but Star Wars Sunday is definitely a big seller for me there. Um, feel free to reach out and let us know what you thought. Other than that, we look forward to seeing you guys around, and thank you so much for listening. May the Force be with you. Always.